Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this very room. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me this week is Tan Roshida. <laughs> that was a good little self-intro. Uh, where are we this week, Tamro? Because it's just we you and me. We are in Churiki. Churiki. Churiki, yeah. That's like a tiny little bird. <laughs> yeah, Churiki. That is the Japanese. Have you have you confirmed that? that is yes, Japanese. I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is a Japanese with Zurich in Switzerland. Because mm-hmm. we like doing podcasts in the weirdest fucking places. <laughs> Do not ask us why we're here, where we just yeah. are. No, no. Top, top secret missions. Yes. Um, yeah, this is kind of weird. We're sitting in like a mezzanine <laughs> of I'm a hotel room. I'm sitting on a zebra skin, which I'm not a big fan of. Oh, yeah. Is it actual... Is it, it can't, is it a real zipper? Well, it looks real to me, which is bad enough. Maybe in Switzerland they allow that, because my feet are on it right now. Yeah, I And know. I feel weird about it. I know. I don't like it. It's I weird. want socks. <laughs> I need socks. Stat. <laughs> no, that's freaking me out. Yeah, um, I'm also yeah. on a stool. Like Our table's really low, and I'm yeah. on this stool <laughs> way too high. So I'm just like hunching over. I might even kneel. Maybe that'd be better. Kneeling? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just do it. Are you sure? No, I'm not at all. Oh, now I've got a sneeze. Oh, it's a tie bar. Oh, God. So it's all gone wrong right from the start. Ah, uh, well, well, well. That's what Sweden does to you. Sweden? Sweden. We're in Switzerland. Sweden. <laughs> Good start. I'm glad it's just you and me so we can really rein these episodes in. Um, yeah, so we missed last week. That was because we were traveling. We apologize. And we're late this week. Um, but yeah, our, our new staple, I think, is every Friday our horror franchise episodes go up. Um, and now, at the moment, if you're listening, every Wednesday and Saturday, we have Star Wars episodes going up as well, mm. where we're covering the entire franchise. And we'll get to some Star Wars news later. Um, but we're still trying to hit our every Tuesday with this podcast, but it's not happening every Tuesday. But more often than not, it will be every Tuesday. When it's not, it'll normally be something, you know, maybe two days late. When it's not, it won't be Tuesday. But when it is, And when it doesn't Tuesday, happen yeah. that week, yeah. it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Happen, but it's... <laughs> It's basically stress Tuesday. to us when we're traveling. When we're in one place, it's easy because I I'll do these and whoever's around, I invite. And, uh, but when we're traveling, it's difficult sometimes. Uh, so we apologize. We try and be as regular as we can. But hey, there you go. Uh, episode eighty-five. This is Tamra. Eighty-five. Yeah, you see, I'd actually organize these so we'd hit episode one hundred in the week of my birthday, uh-huh. and now we're not going to, oh. <laughs> unless I cram in like three in one week at some point. Yeah, but Which, we're doing quite a lot already. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, we should do something for eighty-eight. Sure. Why? Well, apparently eight is a lucky number for Chinese uh, people. So for our true. Chinese listeners, eight. Oh yeah, if you're our Chinese <laughs> listeners, please write in. <laughs> At mail at weirdgeeks.com to let us know what you'd like us to do for episode 88. Um, eight's actually my lucky number. Always has been. Mm. Uh, but boy, I didn't know it was this whole national, you know, this whole nation's lucky number. Yeah. Um, when I was a little kid. Um, and I just, I don't know why. It always worked mm. for me. I think it was a repetition, like the fact it loops around into itself. Are you secretly Chinese? Yeah, that's, that's probably it. Um, Tanro. Yes. What have you been up to last week? Uh, or two weeks, or however many. <laughs> have you been watching anything, uh, playing anything? You well, played some... We've been traveling, so we can't really, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, but yes, I did play some of the... Uh, you, you tried some Wolfenstein, Which yeah. I really did not like. I mean, I don't like shooting games to start with because I'm terrible at aiming my guns. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> That's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, but I just didn't like the world of it, like... When I play a game, I want to be somewhere that I want to be, somewhere I like, uh, somewhere 
I can relax and enjoy in a peaceful environment and mm-hmm. not some bunker or like submarine trapped with loads of blood and stupid Nazis. And Oh, yeah, I kind of say that in this country. Can, <laughs> yeah, I think you can say stupid Nazis. Yeah, okay, country. stupid Nazis. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really enjoy the world of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so two things here. One is that I was really surprised when you even said, you came around one day and they're like, I want to try this Wolfenstein. Yeah, game. yeah, because so, I was curious. Because there have been just posters all over London for this. And uh, not just that. I was also curious about the idea of this the upside-down world. and uh, Yeah, like the alternate history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and then the other thing that surprised me, well, it didn't really surprise me because like, this isn't the normal game you play, Tanro. <laughs> like you say, you do a first-person shooter. Yeah. The game starts and you're in a wheelchair, which I think is really cool and bold. Yeah, and but it's so stupid. The wheelchair goes over those yeah. uh, those lumps and like, you, you, you can can't, strafe no. in the yeah, wheelchair. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And you're having lots of fun just trying to aim anyway because first-person <laughs> shooters aren't your normal. <laughs> I uh, just cannot use my thumb with like that joystick yeah, with the analog stick. Yeah. Yeah. I just, can't no. I just go too far always. Yeah, I know lots of gamers who just don't play first-person shooters, but they'll play other games. And then when they do, it really messes them up. Yeah. But it just takes one game that you're really into, and then you get yeah, four hours so. through or whatever, and then you're, you're good and you're happy. I was much better at shooting guns in a VR game. Yeah. Because you get better sort of um, perspective on mm-hmm. things, I guess. You know, yeah, you know. that, that actually, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, I guess VR opens a lot of doors for people who want to play FPSs but just think that they can't control it properly. Mm. Um, yeah, you do also have like Wolfenstein 2, more and more people are coming out right now calling it a masterpiece. I've played four hours of mm-hmm. it um, and I really I love the company. I love everything that they've done. But yeah, I'm kind of with you and I don't like the world. Like the alternate yeah. history, I think it's it offers up a lot of cool stuff. I think they write drama into comedy very, very well. Mm-hmm. They have better than normal voice acting, better than normal narrative and script. Mm-hmm. Uh, not up to Uncharted levels or anything like that, but but I think they're a really great um, developer. Mm. And the gunplay is cool. But yeah, it's just a world I don't really want to be in. I guess I was kind of expecting it to start not in a conflict. Right. Yeah. Okay. You want to warm up into it. Warm up or, or like get to know the world of it first rather than right. starting well, in a submarine. I, yeah, I would say I feel... I think you can jump into Wolfenstein too, but it definitely helps if you played the first one. Oh, I see. Because yeah, yeah, you get yeah, that, yeah, that like 10-minute cutscene at the beginning where they, yeah, they hew yeah. together the story from the first one. And it feels like it goes on forever <laughs> because yeah, they're trying yeah. to get all that story across. Um, yeah, so I do feel like I played the first one and it definitely benefits you then playing this one. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'm not a big fan of the world either, um, mm. which for me is a problem with a game, no matter how good it is. Mm-hmm. We're definitely in the minority, though. Most people think yeah. this is like a game of the year, which I appreciate. It might be if you like the world, but I, don't. I kind of wanted to start as a sort of like a garage owner or something. Then you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all Nazi out there, but I'm just minding right. my own business. Right, but right, right. I used to be a soldier. Then, you know, somebody comes for help and they need to sort of get back into the world. And, oh my God, and do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? And that kind of stuff. There's a game <laughs> called Homefront that you might enjoy more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I mean, Blaskowitz is, he's a very, he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it managed to make him sensitive <laughs> and interesting. But Sorry. he is. Uh, <laughs> yes, don't go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Sorry, that, that, that was a little bit of an in-joke yeah, around the uh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yep. Go to Germany and say Schwarzenegger and <laughs> see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't have much mm-hmm. more to say about it. I mean, Wolfenstein, the original, was really the first proper FPS game, really, mm-hmm. um, before Doom came in and, and upped the levels even more of, of what you could do. Um, so, I mean, they'll, you know, I think they do a great job here of working with the old... Because it was just a shooter. It was just a mindless, dumb, loud shooter. Mm-hmm. And it still kind of is, but they've put injected this um, smart, funny, quite sad and controversial with mm. how it deals with some big themes uh, narrative into it. But yeah. yeah, I agree with you. If you don't like the world, you just don't like the world. I've also been watching the Star Trek Discovery on Netflix. Okay. I haven't seen any of this, so tell me why. Because you don't like get... Star Trek. but you Well, like... I don't dislike it. I'm just not in. I wasn't into it. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, you haven't been. You're not a fan of Star Trek. No, 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 yeah. no. But this new one, I'm getting more and more into it. It's getting better and better. I think. Um, Why should I watch it? Well, the last episode is very much like Battlestar Galactica, which I love. Yeah, me too. Uh, so it's very cool. It's very intellectual, and uh, yeah, it's just. It looks good. It feels good. The rhythm is good. There are some really good shots. And uh, yeah, I'm really into it right now. Okay. What's that yeah. on? I forget. How do you watch it? Netflix. It is on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll check out the first episode. Yeah, I don't, I've never liked Star Trek uh, historically. Mm. Um, but I will def- I will give it a go. If you say Battlestar Galactica, I'm like, right, yeah, I'll try yeah. Um, I know it's had sort of mixed reviews from fans, but maybe it's better if you're not a fan. Like sometimes oh, maybe. things change yeah. things so yeah. much that fans aren't yeah. 100% with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Punisher came out last week. I haven't got to see it yet. Mm, yeah. Um, have you, you haven't got to see it yet. No. I've heard it's the best thing Marvel have done with Netflix since Daredevil Season really? 1. Yeah. Which I actually put well, Daredevil Season, season 1 two. was good though. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Everyone's saying like this is Netflix and Marvel doing it right. Um, mm. So I'm excited to watch it. I'm particularly weird since this is not one that they had originally planned for. It was like, oh, people like Punisher and Daredevil season two. Let's give them a show. Did you though? Um, I don't love him, but I just mean people, the fans did. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed. yeah. Um, no, it wasn't something I was crying out for. I've never been a no, uh, Punisher fan in the comic books. Um, but yeah, there's been so much, so, so many good reviews coming in with this show. Mm. I'm quite excited, and I was getting deflated because Defenders was. Not great. No. <laughs> did you get to the end of Defenders in the end? No. I'm still. Neither did I with John Luke. With which one? J- John. Uh, not John Luke. John Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Your French love. <lover. laughs> uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. No, I didn't. I was mixing Jessica Jones with right. Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> John Luke came up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get past episode one of Iron Fist. I didn't get through all of Luke Cage. I love. Jessica Jones. I love I Jessica really, Jones really too. Love yeah, Daredevil. yeah. I'm um, Tennant is amazing. Yeah. David. No, he's cool. Yeah. He's um, really good. Defenders had like good episodes, bad, really bad episodes, yeah. and then a couple of great episodes. Um, and so it's I, a shame because I really want it to be good. How far through did you get? I don't know, maybe five or six. Episodes? Right in the end, then I think there's only eight episodes. Oh, really? Then probably like four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last two episodes. It's worth getting through for like it, it it's just a weird it's just really bad and then every now and then it has like a really great episode but there's maybe only two or three like yeah. episodes in it that are worth watching to be honest yeah one was that early one where they're set in the chinese restaurant i like that episode quite a lot 
Um, and then at the end, yeah, it gets better in some ways. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm hmm. definitely excited to check out The Punisher. Uh, what else? We're still playing Mario Odyssey. We're in that post-game stuff. So just going around collecting all the moons. I'm at like 500... No, I'm not. 420, I think. You keep struggling with the 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 music signs that you need to follow. Hey, don't call me out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, it's it's a lot tougher post game. It's less ex- exciting. I will say that. Like people have been, oh, but the real game's in post game. The challenges for sure are there in post game, um, but it's less exciting because you have seen most of what's there to be seen. Yeah. Um, a lot of people talking about this as game as a year. I love Super Mario Odyssey. I'd give it a mm-hmm. nine out of ten. I think is my sort of final rating, mm-hmm. um, which is low compared to most people's ratings. Most people just give it a ten out of ten. But um, you like Zelda so much. It's so, yeah. not even comparable. Yeah, exactly. Like Breath of the Wild is, for me, at least 10 times more accomplished. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely. I mean in terms of just what they're doing progressing the series, what they're doing with level design, I mean, incentivize I exploration. don't think that's what Super Mario was aiming for anyway, you know. Well, no, but I just mean in terms of what Super Mario Odyssey takes what Galaxy does and it takes what N64 does, puts in a bit of sunshine, like so old Mario games, and stirs them together. I don't feel it really... Like, the Cappy stuff is cool, but I don't feel it pushes it anywhere mm. near as much as Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild pushes the Zelda franchise. Mm. I really feel like Breath of the Wild is doing very new things, mm. and it pushes mm. the whole genre. Like, it changes open-world games. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with Assassin's Creed Origins just because of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah I mean like, I love Super Mario Odyssey I think it's a fantastic game mm-hmm. but I don't think it's as progressive so which important. poses a question you know how the uh, the f- movie studio for Minions Illumination is currently working on Super Mario the movie yeah you said that um, with Miyamoto himself as well being mm. part of it mm. like how are they gonna do it like are they gonna be that plasticky again I don't. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess Minions isn't is pretty plasticky. Yeah, I think the animation style would yeah. work fine. I yeah. mean, particularly look at like what's that recent Mario plus Rabbids game, which is basically Mario plus Minions. Mm. Mm. Um, I can totally imagine how it would look in that sort of Wreck It Ralph sort of style. Mm. But but since we have established now that the Mario is just a character and there are normal looking human beings in the world as well exactly exactly is that going to be the case in the movie as well makes it really (laughs) confusing what do you do in a movie yeah I just don't know what story you do I don't know what I want to know like you can't have him just going to rescue the princess again Mm. even though they did that with Odyssey but it has to be there that's like the the story for the Mario yeah it's like come on there's got to be something more interesting because I mean story in Mario games is always terrible terrible Mm. it's just about gameplay um so when you remove gameplay it's like well what are you going to do and i don't really want to hear mario have full sentences either no like he, and he can't just go around going Wahoo! to everybody yeah. he talks to no, it's clearly aimed at the uh, 2020 tokyo olympics oh good so point. because they will be pushing a lot of like pop cultures from japan animation characters and so on and so forth very so, good point yeah that's what's behind it. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Well mm-hmm. done. Well done. Slow cat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You gonna be there for that? Do you think? <laughs> what? <laughs> you gonna be there for that? Do you think? Or are you gonna run away? I will avoid being there as much as possible unless I get involved in it. Oh, you are gonna be running? I've been running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What else? Very quickly. Yeah, I played a bit of The Sims 4, which is just coming out now, and also some of Battlefront 2's campaign. Um, Sims 4, first of all, I haven't played a Sims game properly since 2002 or something like that. Like when the first Sims mm-hmm. game came out on PC and Another Mac. type of characters who don't speak properly. Yeah. We've, we've weirdly <laughs> been talking in Sims language for a few days now, you and I every now and then. Um, I really loved The Sims when it first came out, and now it's so far advanced in terms of building your own houses exactly, yeah. how, exactly how you do it. And I like, remember playing jobs. it on my phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, like, not even smartphone, you know. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Just like landline phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's Okay, so here's what I'll say about this. I was playing it on Xbox One. This is, the f- it's like, finally, uh, when did Sims 4 come out? A year or two ago on PC? And now it's coming to consoles, and... Oh my god, using the interface with a controller pad, it's a fucking nightmare. Oh, is it? It's a uh. nightmare. I couldn't get the arrow to go to the places I wanted to go to. I lost it. I didn't understand That's where like I'm going to be. That's like me with those shooting games. <laughs> yeah, it felt, I felt like you were in an <laughs> FPS. Um, this looks like a really, really great game. I was looking forward to playing something different on console. I can't recommend it right now. It was frustrating mm. the hell out of me. Mm. Um, I'm going to try a little bit more, but it just doesn't seem... It's so complicated anyway, that then bringing it to a pad is just... A, it's been a nightmare. Um, Battlefront 2, which we'll get to a bit in the news, because that's been what a lot of people are talking about. Um, the campaign's good. It's not incredible, but hey, it's the only Star Wars campaign, single-player campaign we're getting for a while. Um, so it looks yeah. beautiful. The shooting mechanic's great. Um, you watched mm-hmm. me play a bit of this. Mm-hmm. It was interesting how it starts because it starts with yeah. you not playing a human character and doing something different. And the actress is the one from I said nine nine, but it's not nine nine. Uh, I was thinking something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. I can't remember. She's, <laughs> she's acted before. Yeah, let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the facial stuff is fantastic and the uh, gameplay is great and it's I have I'm not all the way through it yet. Um, it's not basically it's not as amazing as what well. I haven't played an FPS narrative for a long time that has really grabbed me mm. um, but I will say there's something about the shooting in this that's less upsetting I think lasers just feel more yeah. easy to listen to yeah I guess so but like I must say all of those rebel soldiers have very bad spatial awareness yes they do they have horrible spatial awareness <laughs> yes <laughs> you just watch me run around they're just standing there in places don't yeah. move don't dodge but. you can stand right next to them and they don't realize that you're there yeah it's a little bit unrealistic I'm i used like, to play every yeah. fps out there and recently i don't do anywhere near as many and i kind of expected ai to be better but it's yeah point. and yeah i'm always surprised when i go back into an fps and the ai is like mm. yeah because one day running towards walls and stuff as well during yeah the campaign yeah, yeah there are a few i mean not not huge glitches or anything Running but there are just stuff you're like you know, this is doesn't bit, feel yeah. that sophisticated i think it's especially high lit because the game's mostly for multiplayer so when you're playing against real people and then you go and play against bots that are playing like this it's like uh okay really yeah notice. that's true yeah 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 um, and speaking of bad ai we played call of duty world war Two, um which i've been playing oh yeah um and i do this to myself every year i've i've I'm always trying to like Call of Duty because I used to love it uh, many, 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 many years ago. Ten years ago now. Um, but I hate them every single year. But this one was then going back to World War II. Um, it's Sledgehammer, who at least delivers some fun. Mm-hmm. I really, really dislike this game. Oh. 
that's um, strong. Really, really, really. It's a beautiful game. It looks phenomenal. But they're trying to do this sort of Band of Brothers story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a huge Band of Brothers fan. Mm-hmm. But when you're not writing to the pedigree level that Band of Brothers mm-hmm. or the Pacific was at, it becomes quite an insulting way to tell a story about World War Two. Yeah. Um, it's very grandstanding. It's quite... Like, I felt even when they were in World War Two before in Call of Duty 2 and Call of Duty 3 and, and the first one, it was... There were set pieces, but it felt measured and it felt impactful. Mm-hmm. Here it just feels like, look, here's Gore, be thrilled. Here's you jumping out like down yeah. the church with a bell chasing after you. It, just ridiculous things mm. that really just seem like insulting to World Wait, War Wait, so, sorry. Are you talking about the Wonder Woman now, or is it? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> no, yeah, I have similar problems with this as I do for Wonder Woman. Yeah, only I think this is more abrasive. Um, yeah, because there's not it's not meant to be fantasy at all. Mm, this mm, is meant to be mm. World War Two. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, okay, yeah. From an emotional narrative point of view, it's like this just doesn't work. You're, Does that mean their concept shifted a little bit? You'd say it's just Call of Duty. Like I was just hoping that maybe they'd be grown up enough to do something serious with this. Yeah, and it's still, instead they're still being a Michael Bay sensationalist mm. version of World okay. War Two. And I don't think we should have a sensationalist version of World War Two. I don't think it should be, um, yeah, brainless shooty fun. Yeah, unless you're just going for a stupid parody of it, you know, yeah. and being dumb. Like yeah. Wolfenstein Two creates an alternate history, so they can have fun. Yeah, doing stupid things and killing Nazis. There's a permission there for exactly. some reason. You feel like that, yeah. yeah. Whereas this it seems like it's trying to be sincere, but at the same time you're not. You're just being Michael Bay, and it really upsets me. And then just gameplay wise, it feels good with the shooting mechanics, but enemies do have stupid AI, just mm. like we're talking about with Battlefront. Like I walk around them and they don't even notice I'm there. Mm. Um, the and the world is just typical fucking Call of Duty. Like you just walk out and there's a hedge and I think, oh, I'll go and hide in that hedge and you can't. <laughs> it's just blocked. <laughs> walls, invisible walls just everywhere. It's just funneling you from set piece to set piece. Mm-hmm. And I get that's what Call of Duty is now. Um, but it's it's contradictory when it does it and when it doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. I really, I just genuinely think these are just like games with tons of money. Obviously, lots of work mm-hmm. goes into them. Lots of talent for design, getting them done on the schedule. They look beautiful. But I think they're bad games. Like I really do. Like I, I'm... I know it's cool to hate on Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I want to like this. I guess from that point of view, that's another reason why I like the assassins. You know, right? They are quite responsible. Yeah, uh, characters are responsive as well. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, you will be found really easily. <laughs> yes, well, I will. And you can hide really well as well. And the gameplay is just really. Yes. Good. No, yeah. Assassin's Creed seems to understand here are the rules of the world. Yeah. Um, and it creates them. Whether you like those or not mm. is, you know, subjective. But it understands what it's trying to do and then it allows you to continue with those rules and yeah. have the fun that you want to have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't find Call of Duty does that. I find mm. at its best, Call of Duty does do that in terms of his narrative shooter, corridor shooter, basically, mm-hmm. of just lots of set pieces. And I had an example a few years ago where I literally took my hand off the pad mm-hmm. and it played itself. And trucks wow. were blowing up without me shooting them just because it was scripted that way. Yeah, okay. And in a way, that's terrible. But in another way, I guess, well, yeah. if you're just trying to make a roller coaster ride, that was you doing it. Mm-hmm. This game, I feel, is so half and half, like one foot in and one foot out, um, that it just, I don't understand the rules of the game half the time. What about the visual design of it? 
It looks beautiful. Yeah. Like visually, it's very nice. The cutscenes look spectacular. That's what they're really good at. Yeah, I mean, they've got tons yeah. of money. You yeah. know? It's one of those things, it's like, it's like when you see a Michael Bay film, mm. there's a lot of talent going on there, just not on the creative side, <laughs> just on the follow through. And I kind of feel that way with Call of Duty. I don't think anyone who's making the big decisions is that talented or doing the right things. Mm. But the follow through is great, for mm. sure. Because you've got lots of money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> More of those. Um, oh, and yeah, lastly, very quickly. Well, actually, two last things. I played a bit of Doom on the Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. Connect's come over. That's all a testament to whether you can do a, a beautiful FPS game, since we're talking about those, on the portable Switch system. You can, but it only runs at 720p. They've done a great job, and it's all melee combat, so there's not much depth of field needed. Um, it's just as fast. It's fantastic to be able to take that on the go. No, it doesn't look as good as it did on Xbox One or PS4. Um, mm. It is a little bit smudgier and yeah, softer and focused in places. Um, but it's totally, totally fine to play it. Um, so yeah, if you have the Switch and you want to have uh, a more AAA yeah shooter game to take on the go, I would definitely good. recommend it. Have you been watching things? Um, no, I haven't really. Yeah. Oh, actually, I watched The Sinner. Uh, well, the first oh, two Sinner. episodes of The Sinner, and? which is new Netflix, really fucking good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I have to get on that. It's. Um, I know some people. It was actually Gav Murphy from UK IGN who was tweeting about it, and and he said it's the best thing he's seen. He thinks since The Wire. Uh, no, sorry, since season one of True Detective. Wow. Um, okay. So I was like, all right, I need to check this out, and it's very, very good. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's about a woman um, who's going through some emotional trauma and does something horrible and then mm. you don't know why she did it um and no one seems to know why she did it it's got bill pullman in it and it's got jessica beale is the lead and okay. they're both fantastic where do i find it just on netflix oh is it okay. it's weird because i don't think it's a netflix original original mm. but i think it's only out through netflix but i don't think they funded it if that makes sense mm. not sure where else it might maybe be. they bought it maybe yeah. but yeah highly highly recommend there's been a lot of shows like I still yeah I think Mindhunter is great I prefer the yeah. beginning of this to Mindhunter even I think it's uh, mm. a really really good show I kind of stopped watching Mindhunter for some reason it's not like I was bored of it but I don't know you've been busy yeah sometimes you just want a week of fluff it's also yeah I think that's what it is it's somewhere in between that show like it's not a, a just fun thing you can just watch when you're tired and it's not something that's great that you will really want to watch it's mm. somewhere in between so it's kind of uh, okay yeah 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 no i agree which is kind of a benefit to it in many ways but like I, i'm more keen to turn that on than some other shows which are hard hard work like the sin mm, is quite mm, hard mm, mm, true. it, it is okay. pretty dark right. the sinner um yeah and lastly the xbox one x which we've been spending time with um but we've been spending time without a 4K TV. We'll have 4K TV where we are next week. But since we're traveling, we yeah. don't have one. Uh, but it's meant to help even if you're not on 4K TV. Things are quicker for sure. UI works quicker. It's much smoother. You can definitely tell, uh, yeah, graphically, things are boosted a little bit for mm-hmm. sure. Like Battlefront looks phenomenal uh, with the X. Um, but yeah, we'll report on it properly when we get on the 4K. It's also lighter, no? No, it's really heavy. Uh... It's, it's like a little... It's like they stuff okay. bricks inside there, but it's smaller. Okay. It's smaller than the Xbox One S, uh-huh. which is crazy. So uh-huh. this is the smallest of all the Xbox family, but it's it's really right. heavy, man. 
Israel. Well, of course, I must say you're probably one of very few people who travel with yeah. those consoles. Yeah, normally I'll just sit under your dock and you're good. But yeah, I'm traveling with this thing. I'm like, oh, every time I lift it on my shoulder. Um, no, it's a nice design. I like it. Um, but yeah, I haven't really. I'm still just frustrated uh, with all of these 4K consoles because it's kind of like, okay, they look great in 4K, mm-hmm. but really you're not using the most of their power yet. Nothing's using its power because they have to make sure it runs on Xbox One regular. Mm-hmm. So that's my frustration. I'm mm-hmm. hoping something out there is going to look phenomenal on it at some point. Mm. Um, all right, let's get into some news 10 raw. Yours. Um, okay, what should we do? We can. Well, actually, let's do a big one and then tidy up some little ones and then do a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot of news this week about Gal Gadot, which oh, we should yeah. quickly. We haven't really been talking about any of sexual misconduct stuff, but this one, it's tied itself up now. So there's not much to say. Yep. So unless you have something big to say. Nope, I don't. Okay. Um, so fuck it. Let's skip that. <laughs> Basically, Britain at Ratner is not involved anymore in Wonder Woman 2 or anything else in that franchise. No, uh, I gal don't. No, I'll, I don't. No. <laughs> Look at you. No. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Next. Uh, yeah, she came out and uh, because he was accused of sexual misconduct, she said that she didn't, she wouldn't do Wonder Woman 2 unless uh, he was taken out of the franchise. Um but then, and then he was a few days later and then she said actually there's nothing for her to come out and say because it was already done before the article had even come out mm. um, and a lot of the crew had been feeling the same way mm. so she was very clear to to convey that it wasn't just her having these problems mm-hmm. um, I'm interested in how much he was bought out for because he had shares in, in all of that so he would have made quite a lot of money mm. um, and no yeah really the original reason I want to talk about this was just because it's like well if she signed on a contract to make Wonder Woman 2, 3, 4, 5. Mm-hmm. Which she surely has. Mm-hmm. Like these things are normally like five picture, six picture, eight picture deals. Mm-hmm. How does it work holding a film hostage as an actor when you've signed a contract? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Excellent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though. I was just like, is she even allowed to do this? Like I appreciate her doing it. It's but great, a but... contract isn't a sort of a forceful... Well, it is bind, but mm. it's... There must be a wiggle room. And also, especially when the media comes in and the society comes in. and Yeah, I guess they're not going to force you to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be bad for the yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. I guess it's at the studio's... Uh, what's the word? We're great for not The reputation is more important than the contract. Yeah. 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 Um, the big news uh, about a week ago was Disney announced that Star Wars is going to have a new trilogy as well as a live-action TV show. Um, and the weirdest thing about this is Ryan Johnson, who's directed The Last Jedi, uh, is is helming... All, well, he's not helming. He's the showrunner, basically, on this new trilogy. Uh, he'll write and direct the first of them. Uh, yeah. But I'm not sure yet. It sounds like he's going to be the last director. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what is exciting is this saga is going to be separate from the Skywalker saga. So these will be the first Star Wars... Well, I mean, we've had Rogue One, but... So what does that mean, though? It means they won't be... Because people are getting com- complaining, and I agree. Um, and you can listen right now. If you go to our Weird Geeks uh, on iTunes, you can check out our Star Wars podcast, which has just started right now, where me, Alex, and Christina uh, Masterson are talking through all the Star Wars films in the lead-up to The Last Jedi. Um, and we all kind of feel... When you get into the prequels and then you get into these new ones like Force Awakens and mm-hmm. stuff, 
they're writing stuff into the law that basically makes the whole universe contract rather mm-hmm. than expand. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everyone's tied in through family members or friends. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh yeah, at one point I met Yoda and at one point mm. we hung out and did this Just thing. like the royal family. Yes, exactly. It's just like the royal family. So yeah, a lot of people, a lot of fans are just like, look, for the universe to feel big, we have to have stuff outside of the, the Skywalker family that isn't about Darth Vader or Luke or Han Solo or Princess Leia or so they're not saying it's going to be like Kenobi saga no I think the whole point is well I'm really hoping it should Mm. be people who aren't connected in any way to the Skywalker Mm. that's Mm. what the implication is Mm. it's completely new characters just Mm. set in the Star Wars universe Mm. Um, and I'm totally excited for that yeah then that'd be great because I think by the time we get to whatever part 9 is going to be called after The Last Jedi Mm -hmm. they'll have said all they have to say you know, and we'll have had that Han Solo Solo movie. Mm-hmm. I think Han Solo Solo movie. Han Solo Solo movie. Yeah. Still can't get That's used just to called it, Solo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the biggest surprise for me is it's Ryan Johnson because we haven't seen this film yet. They don't mm-hmm. know how much money it's going to make. Obviously, it's going to do great. Yeah. Whatever. But here's Kathleen Kennedy is a lady who we badmouth quite a lot on this podcast because <laughs> she has continuously not been nice to her directors that she gets on. Um, they fired. I'm sure she has her reasons. Two and a half of them. <laughs> Yep. Well, technically three because there were two who were originally doing a Han Solo movie. Um, but yeah, they keep they fired Colin Trevorrow. They fired uh, what's it called? Trey Miller and Lord, I think they're called. Um, mm-hmm. Who did Twenty One Jump Street and the Lego Movie? Mm-hmm. Who were doing the Han Solo movie? Mm-hmm. And they had filmed nearly the entire movie before. Then they fired them and brought in Ron Howard to redo a lot of it. Mm. And they definitely had altercations with Gareth Edwards on Rogue One before mm-hmm. bringing in another director yep. to help with the Forty Days reshoots. Mm-hmm. So. It's weird because she's come out saying we we've been really loved working with Ryan Johnson on the Last Jedi. So mm. you kind of like, well, did he just give up all of his? Because he's a very he's a visionary director. But does it mean that he's going to direct all three? No, it means for sure right? he's directing yeah. the first of those. So he'll have yeah. Last Jedi and then a few years, and then he'll have whatever the first one is yeah. of these. Yeah. But he's show running them all, so like he'll be creating this map of what these are going to be. Um. Mm. But yeah, my worry, my only worry with this is that what it indicates is that he played ball with Disney because they've been firing the directors who have been too who've been pushing the Star Wars mm-hmm. too far out, you know. Um, and Ryan Johnson's quite a bold director mm. with Looper and Brick and mm-hmm. um, I love Looper. Yeah, but mm. it's bold. It is. Um, what works and what doesn't work in that film is is because he's very bold. Yeah. So I worry. If they loved working with him, to me now that's like a red flag. Or yeah. If you like working with the director on a Star Wars film, they're probably too safe. Yeah, like they probably reined it in. Um, He's gonna have a lot of director friends. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm happy for him. Like he must be overjoyed right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very excited. I mean, obviously they're gonna keep doing Star Wars films until we stop spending money to see them, and that won't be for ages. No, because there's now new generation of people who's getting into it it's a family movie where all your grandparents and parents and mothers and daughters and sons and grandparents they can all go and enjoy (laughs) i wonder how long you're gonna go (laughs) (laughs) so actually i have his quote here which is we're going to introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that star wars law has never before explored um yeah you mean like jaja's saga (laughs) we've explored enough (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah they're also doing a new live action Star Wars TV show which is going to be premiering only on Disney's upcoming streaming platform 
ah. as a way to get people to jump ship from Netflix over to the new Disney platform. Um, yeah, there's no more details on that, so we'll follow that when we get it. Last Jedi opens on December mm. the 15th. Where are you going to be? In London. I got okay. tickets. Yeah, yeah. You got tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the last one that we're covering on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm, de- I'm debating whether I want to go to see it in Japan or not. Well, you'll be in Japan. Yeah, but it will be subtitled, and I you really can't wait. hate watching movie with subtitle. Yeah, I know. What else are you gonna no, do? No, I have to see. No, I have to go. <laughs> Fly to okay. another country. Okay, okay, okay I will go. Right. <laughs> Gotta see it. Yeah, I know. Uh, tidy up some little bits of news. Ninja Turtles are now coming to Injustice Two. All four characters will be playable characters, but no news yet on when that happened. Um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you got something to say about that? <laughs> I think I need a pair of glasses with some of like masking line at the bottom so that I don't need to get to see the, see the subtitles. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. We'll just create like a little upside down tent that you can sit in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure they'll love you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I just want you like looking off into space for a second. Like, what is he thinking? Never in a million years will I think masking tape at the bottom of your glasses. <laughs> Oh, what else? Um, (laughs) Switch is going to be the first platform to receive the multiplayer from Stardew Valley. Um, No news yet on the exact one it's going to come, but they they tweeted a little picture of it. Very excited about that. Hmm. There's one thing that's going to get me playing a lot of Stardew Valley is if I can jump into Katie's world and break her house. (laughs) Go back. (laughs) Steal all of her carrots. Mix the sheep up with the cows. Um, and Zelda Champions Ballad DLC. A lot of people forgetting this. People keep going, oh, we're at the end of all the big games this year. There's still narrative content DLC coming for Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, and that's coming in December. No news on exactly when, but it will still be here before the end of the year. So that's exciting. Hmm. And then the last two bits of news. EA bought Titan, uh, sorry, EA bought Respawn uh, last week. So EA paid $150 million upfront to purchase Respawn, who are the developers of Titanfall. Um, and uh, they're actually the, it was created by the people who invented the Call of Duty series and in my mind why the Call of Duty series started to get bad was when they left um, so they paid 150 million up front and then they're paying 164 million in long term equity uh, which is going to be paid out over the next four years uh, EA and Respawn are currently working together on a new Time 4 game Time 4 3 as well as a VR game and a Star Wars game um it's kind of weird because they were publishing all their games anyway. Mm-hmm. So really, the only reason I think you'd want to put that much money, that's $300 million, basically, over that, is yeah. because some other companies maybe were sniffing around to buy a respawn. So yeah, we're like, no, we want to keep these guys just for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Paid out. I don't know why else you'd do it. Weird yeah. decision. But happy for respawn because they're a great studio. And Timefall 2, EA pissed all over that. They launched it in the wrong way. And it's a great game. People should play that. Um. Oh, actually, forgot about this. Deadpool two trailer. <laughs> oh yes. Ah. Oh. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Official Tamra review. Ah. Oh. Very, Very good. good. This trailer. I don't know what to expect, but holy shit, it's so so fucking good. Uh, don't want to spoil it for people. If you're American, you'll get more from it because you'll understand the, the I- painting reference, but. I must confess, I didn't really like Deadpool at the beginning. Like, oh, the first Before one. I watched the movie, like, when all the hype was going around, I was like, but he's such a dick. And, like, why do I need <laughs> to like him? And then 
Now I really get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And、I、especially this trailer, like, I think they kind of found the sweet spot of making him both adorable but a dick. Yeah. Whereas I think the trailers for the first one seemed a little bit too dickish. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if you didn't know Deadpool. Yeah. Then, yeah, it wasn't maybe the right way to sell people、mm. on him. Uh, yeah, they did. I mean, it was a great market campaign for the first one, but yeah, I agree with you. He's definitely more likable here. Yeah. But maybe also because you now know who he is. And yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah. It's a great trailer, though. Yeah,、and、it's fun. So rare for Hollywood to be this bold <laughs> with their trailers. <laughs> really cool.、Um, definitely check it out. And don't worry about spoilers. There are no spoilers in, well, relatively no spoilers.、Um, and the last bit of news, which is the big thing, which、uh, people are talking for hours about this on podcasts, and I don't. Really want to get into it here. We'll talk about it another time properly because I think there's so much to unpack to do with microtransaction payments.、Uh, but EA have gone a lot of trouble last week、um, because they launched their Battlefront 2.、Uh, they sort of triggered it out in this weird online way. If you're part of EA Play, you could play it up early and all this stuff, which is how we were playing it.、Um, but they got in trouble because of. They're loot crates basically in the game. So you could spend real money to buy loot crates, which randomly would give you crystals, which are the currency in the game, to then buy、uh, the heroes, which are Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and the sort of central characters.、Um, and they'd come out saying, I can't remember the exact quote, but they were saying something about, like, we, we want people to be proud when they like, earn things in game. And then they're like, oh, you can pay for them, basically.、Mm-hmm. And then people were paying for loot crates and spending so much money on them and still not getting、uh, the crystals to buy these hero characters like they were kind of promised that they were going to get.、Mm. So there's this whole thing that happened. And then on Reddit,、uh, there was a post about it which has the most downvotes in the history of Reddit.、Um, so more than Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Giving his speeches more than like <laughs> white supremacy or Trump getting a lot, anything else.、Um, an EA game with microtransactions is now historically the most downvoted thing on Reddit.、Mm, that is amazing. It is. And、yeah. people were given quick links to go and cancel your pre orders to basically、mm-hmm. just bail out of the game. People were really angry about、mm-hmm. this.、Um, and understandable. Uh, someone put together, it would take you 40 hours of gameplay to get enough crystals to, pu- to buy Darth Vader without spending real money,、mm. which is crazy. Mm. Mm. Like, it's cr- absolutely crazy.、True. Time is money.、Um, so, to EA's credit, they then said that they were going to change it from, was it like 60,000 credits to 15,000 credits to buy these characters in game with crystals、okay. that you earn? So, it would be much easier for people to access them. But then, hours ahead of the game's launch in North America,、uh, but after it's launched in some other char- territories, EA confirmed that crystals cannot be purchased any longer to use toward in game crates, which include star cards, emotes, and other resources. Instead, all progression in multiplayer will be accomplished via gameplay. Crystals used for microtransactions will be re implemented at a later date. Quote, we're turning off all in game purchases, DICE、uh, GM Oscar Gabrielson statement. We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline and all progression will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in game will become available at a later date only after we've made changes to the game's infrastructure. We'll share more details as we work through this.、Um, we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. This was never our intention, and we're sorry we didn't get this right. We're incredibly saddened by the negative response from you. Oh, sorry, this is someone else now.、Uh, Associate Design Director Dennis, Dennis Branvel. Dennis. 
said we were incredibly saddened by the negative response from you the community on reddit about the game in fact we hated it we truly did because we want to make a game that you love we've made a really cool fun and beautiful game but it was overshadowed by issues with the progression system and we will fix this so yeah people Mm. were sending death threats and ea is famously the most hated company in the world ea is more hated than any company in the world um it's very important if you're listening to this if you're angry about this it's fine i think you can be angry they've reacted to it and i think in the right way so i don't think you should be that angry anymore until we see how they re-implement it but don't ever get don't send tweets and mean things to developers i guarantee you these developers just want you to play their game it's Mm. publishers who need to make money and the big can of worms is these games cost more money than ever to make nowadays so charging $60, which is the same as they have been for decades now for games, doesn't make them as much money as it used to because they're having to expend so much to make these games. So they're trying to explore different avenues and how to make money. Part of it might be for greed. Part of it is just to keep a sustainable business. Uh, that's really by case-by-case basis. And it's hard to evaluate properly. Yeah. Um, but I guarantee you these developers, they don't get money out of microtransactions. Developers don't make the money. It's the publisher. Mm-hmm. Um and the developers just want you to play their game that they've spent it's years It's clearly a business decision and not creative decision. Exactly. Yeah. So don't blame the developers. If you have to blame anyone, blame a publisher if they do something like this. But also don't send death threats. <laughs> it's just a game. <laughs> it's just Star Vader. Calm down. You'll be all right. <laughs> and again, for more Star Wars news, go to We Are Geeks on iTunes and check out our podcast with me, Alex and Christina. Uh, Tandro Yes We're in Switzerland But you mm. know what everyone else is seeing in the world? The Justice League right now Of course uh, Everyone's watching it uh, Is that on here? No? no Might be somewhere no, Nowhere? No. Yeah, maybe we can no. find somewhere um, With German and French subtitles Or whatever we are um, And I've just made a comment about hating subtitles Well, I'm okay <laughs> we'll get, we'll try If I don't tape. understand it Here's the thing I think Justice League is a good one for you to try out the tape on Because it probably doesn't matter as much as Star Wars Let's be honest it will be fine because I wouldn't understand the That's language. True. It's when I know the language, it's, you I get distracted. Help, but yeah. look at it. I understand it and get frustrated with mistranslations and go. But, but he didn't say that, or she didn't say that. Yep, all true. Um, <laughs> so I've been following the Justice League's reviews. Um, it's had some very good reviews. It's had some middle reviews, and then some people that I trust have said it was absolute trash, and they're really disappointed. Um, I don't know. I haven't been excited by any of these trailers. I think it looks really, really bad. But I go in with open arms because I love Batman. Um, I actually like uh, what's his name? Oh Jesus! Not Jesus. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and yeah, I do like the character The Flash. Um, so I'm hoping to like it. Yeah, but we haven't seen it yet. So I'm sorry. I'm sure some people expected us to have seen it by now. Normally, we'd see the stuff on premiere at night. Um, but we couldn't for this because we were traveling. It is out in Switzerland. Well, maybe we'll check it out. There's a possibility, yeah. Uh, Metacritic gave it a 46. Um, So it's not doing great on Metacritic, but I've heard there's been some weird, yeah, I don't know, weird acclamation of data on that. Is Um, it true that the the Wonder Woman wasn't really in it originally? Then they mm, increased... I'm sure they boosted her her scenes for sure after they saw how big that movie was. I mean, she was definitely in it. But I'm sure they made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Part. In the UK, you can also see Justice League, and with the UK is finally getting Good Time, which is that great Robert Pattinson film. Um, and Ingrid Goes West is finally coming out there. 
Um, in the US, meanwhile, on Blu-ray, you can buy Ingrid Goes West. You can also buy the Japanese anime by Makoto Shinkai, Your Name. Oh, my name. Your name. Oh. It's just called Tanro. <laughs> Kimi no Nawa in Japanese. Uh, you can buy Westworld Season 1 on 4K. You can buy Cars 3 on 4K. Or the entire Harry Potter series on 4K. Uh, as well as uh, quite a cool little horror film called Killing Ground. Uh, and a great film called The Untamed. Um, you can also get... That was actually all last week, sorry. This week you can get Atomic Blonde in 4K. You can get Wind River, The Corner of This World. Amityville, The Awakening, which has been pushed back for like a year. And then Season 2 of Preacher. In the UK last week, you could also get Your Name, Westworld, Harry Potter. Uh, and you could get this Korean film called The Tiger that looks cool. Haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see that next week. And now you can get Baby Driver on 4K, which whether you're allowed to buy or not, because Kevin Spacey is in it, is mm. up for debate. Uh, Cars 3, which is 4K. Here's, here's the thing. Kevin Spacey probably hasn't got points in Baby Driver. I'd say he was probably paid outright for that one. You think? Yeah, I reckon. Mm. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Edgar Wright deserves to be supported so I would say mm. why Baby Driver because it's a great film uh, Despicable Me uh, in 4K and Preacher Season 2 Office Christmas Party Baskin which is pretty fucked up sort of slightly Hellraiser horror movie from Serbia somewhere like that I forget <laughs> uh, and Short Bus is coming out where, on where, Blu-ray again where, where, where? Serbia what games are out oh my goodness quite a lot we've got Road Rage on the Xbox PS4 Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 on Xbox One PS4 and Switch which I hear Greg Miller's in there somewhere uh, Rocket League is finally coming to Switch Batman the Telltale series is coming to Switch The Sims 4 is coming to Xbox One and PS4 LA Noir uh, is out on Xbox One PS4 and Switch and that's the remaster of, of the game from what's it six years ago oh that's the one you were playing yeah time. it's yeah. like the cop the detective mm-hmm. one good concept yeah it's, co- it's a yeah. cool game it's got yeah. a lot of problems but it is a cool unique game uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is out on Xbox One and PS4 Outcast Second Contact is coming to PS4 um, well worth a go that one it's, it's a great game um, and kind of the biggest one this week is the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim is coming to PSVR so you can play that game in virtual reality which I haven't got to do yet and I'm intrigued uh, and it's also coming to Switch, so you can play Elder Scrolls V to Skyrim on Switch if you want more big open world games. If you want to switch to Switch, you can. There you go. That would be the Tamra. <laughs> that would be your pitch in Nintendo for Avatar. <laughs> um, Tarantino's decided to do his ninth movie with Sony Pictures and not Miramax. Wait, he's doing not he's Oh, he's doing ten movies, isn't he? So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's his Manson one, isn't it? Which he said isn't as much based on Manson as people think it is or something. But. Yeah, I'm interested how that'll be because it's mm. partly based on real life. Uh, box office. What is happening yes, for last weekend? That's what I was looking at. Uh, My Little Pony, the movie, at number 20. LBJ, number 19. Loving Vincent, number 18. I'm doing these the wrong way around. At number 17 <laughs> is The Florida Project. At number 16 is Victorian Abdul. At 15 is The Foreigner. Uh, we have some friends who did the effects on it. Uh, 14 is the Lego Ninjago movie. 13 is mm. Thank You For Your Service. 12 is Only The Brave. 11 is Let There Be Light. 10 is Ladybird. And in our... Uh, yeah, coming from 9 up, we've got 9, Happy Death Day. 8, Blade Runner 2049. Didn't mm, make much still. money, but it's holding in yeah. low there. I'm interested how much that gradually accrues because it was a big bomb when it came out. Hmm. 7 is Geostorm. 6 is Tyra, Tyler Perry's Boo 2. 5 still. is Jigsaw. 4 is A Bad Mum's Christmas. Uh, and new at number is three. Is it already Christmas movie season? Already Christmas movie. Wow. 
Uh, at number three, brand new is Murder on the Orient Express, which has got some great reviews. Excited to go see that. Uh, yeah, I want to see that too now. Yeah. Number two, also brand new to the charts, is Daddy's Home 2. Uh, with, mm-hmm. what's it, Mark Wahlberg. And uh, I think Mel Gibson's in that. And yeah, Will Ferrell. Hmm. Um, and at number one for the second week in a row, Thor Ragnarok making $57 million. This week, overall, has made $212 million in two weeks. Doing, wow. Doing great. Doing, doing great. really good. Uh, that's the domestic charts, by the way. Sorry, that was for the US only. So it's made a lot more money internationally. Uh, there you go. That is pretty much it, I think, for our podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support us, and we'd really appreciate it if you can. Don't check out right now. Don't press stop on your iPhone. Head over to wearegeeks.com, wearegeeks.com. And you can send us emails directly there, or you can do it just through mail at weirdgeeks.com. Uh, you can also then follow us for our social medias through that site. Um, and you can go from weirdgeeks.com and branch over to our iTunes and our Twitch channels. Our iTunes channel is where you're going to be able to subscribe to all of these podcasts where, like we said, as much as we can, we do this one. And every single Friday, we have a horror franchise. We're doing Child's Play right now. Uh, that's with Alex and Allison. We've done Friday 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street. We've done Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And we're also doing Star Wars, which goes up every single Wednesday and Saturday as we work our way through all the Star Wars movies in the lead up to The Last Jedi. That's with Alex and Christina Masterson. Um, the pink. The what? <laughs> the Pink. <laughs> that is a full title. Christina yeah. Masterson, The Pink. Um <laughs> And then, and then, what else? Yeah, on our Twitch channel, we've got a few things, but there's a lot more coming in the new year. So get over there and just subscribe to be ready because then you'll be informed when we do some... We've got some cool shows that are coming to Twitch. They're just taking some time because they're going to... They're quite expensive, actually, to set up because we want to do it properly. Um, and you can also branch out from weirdgeeks.com to weartessellate.com, which is our parent company, a production company run out of London, LA and Tokyo, where we're making our first feature films. And our very first one is called Starfish. And you can mm-hmm. learn all about that on our social medias and also on this podcast where we talk about it as stuff's happening. When we talk about it. Tamro. <laughs> yes. Two sentence update on Starfish this week. <laughs> uh, nearly done. Mm-hmm. One sentence. Still left. problems. There you go. Filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> Filmmaking. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll be, if you're listening to us here, you'll be the first to get to see any public stuff to do with Starfish. Um, yeah, you can follow us on social medias and you can follow us personally on social medias as well if you just want to shout at us and not at the company. Um, although we do see everything that goes to the company, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. Mr. Al White is who I am on all the social medias and also on the video game consoles if you want to play vid- video games. Uh, Tamro Ishida. Yes, as in T-A-N-R-O-H-I-S-H-I-D-A on Twitter, Instagram, and that's about it. That's about it. Yep. Thank you, Tamara, for joining me for this little Thank you. weird podcast thing. Mm-hmm. So what's your plan for the next week, next few well, days? Well, we'll be back on, yeah, we will be back on Tuesday, so only a mm-hmm. few days' time. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back again uh, with less news because we've covered most and of it. And the next podcast that's coming up from us is... Uh, which one's going to be the Friday? Well, no. it's Friday today. So this is going up today on Friday. Yeah. And also going up today is Child's Play yeah. uh, Episode 2. Mm-hmm. Then going up tomorrow is, I think it's Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, in Star Wars terms. Or is it Empire? Oh, Empire Strikes Back, I think, tomorrow. Uh, and then on Tuesday, we'll be back again with another episode of this, which will probably if be mostly talking happen. about Justice League because oh, yeah, we'll have seen it by then. Yeah, yeah. And it's, we That'd won't have much else to talk about. And um, maybe the... Oriental Express if we get to yeah. see it. That'd yeah, be yeah, nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, we're out. Geeks. Geeks.